Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. (laughs) I would just like to commend you on this portable podcast studio setup. Wow, thank you. I just had a moment where I was like, wow, this is so easy to set up. It's so quick. I think you did a great job. Thank you. For those of you who uh, don't know about the portable, portable, portable <laughs> podcast, hello, we're in the preamble, portable podcast setup experimentation phase that I was in this summer, right. I purchased, I think, three different sets of lavalier microphones. Right. So these are ones that like clip onto your lapel. And I purchased these handheld mics, which is what we use now, a different audio set recording setup. And really went through the the messiness, the ugly middle, you would call it, of like trying all these different... And some of them sounded real crappy. Mm-hmm. Some of them sounded better than others. And I finally got to a place where I feel like this is dialed. This Very dialed. Good. And the fact that we tested it on the road when we... Did our three-week road trip in three Florida. Three-week road, road trip in trip, Florida. Yeah. And... So it's well, te- it's battle tested. At yeah, this point. I, I, I'm happy with it. We still have listeners, all 20 listeners. I found out we have a 21st listener. We have a 21st listener. I can't keep track, honestly. Honestly, we're kind of taking off. Yeah, I do have to. We've gone from nine to 21 in like the past couple of months. That's incredible growth. Yeah, I think I'm going to need one of you to stop listening. Yeah, <laughs> I just, just leave it's us just, alone. I can't keep up. Can't keep <laughs> we up. We can't handle the. The growth. The growth. The it's too much. We're going to limit it. stick growth from 7 to 21. Do you think 21. anyone listens and they're like, they really think we're being serious? I think a while ago, but I think now that we've talked about okay. it this much. Because sometimes you deliver your sarcasm with such like conviction yeah. that sometimes I don't know if you're kidding. Yeah. And so now I wonder sometimes if I'm falling prey to that as well. Sometimes. Sometimes you fall prey to my vixens what uh all right this is going to be a full episode uh kind of like an update of what's going on in the land of wow right because we've only been doing little updates at the beginning of our episodes but uh, things have taken off (laughs) things have taken off also as a general idea for our businesses and kind of how we work throughout the year sure we we go in seasons absolutely the beginning of the year is always like a we're ramping up we're excited we all feel that energy beginning of the year let's let's invest that energy let's plan let's set goals let's set a vision we do our two enrollments spring and fall so spring and fall are always a little bit busier seasons but summer and december really yes it's kind of like thanksgiving week here in the u.s into december we really start to slow down business-wise. Totally. So it, it's a good time for us to transition the podcast a little bit away from businessy content to more of what's going on in our lives. And I think if we weren't doing WOW, which is way more around the world, if this is your first episode listening, where we're going to travel the world in 2022, maybe we'll talk about that. If we weren't doing that, we would probably just stop doing the podcast here the next week. Like we would do one or two episodes and be done. But because we have this big life event, I think we're going to keep doing the podcast pretty much through, maybe we'll take a break for Christmas week and, and maybe the week after, but it, we're going to keep up with more podcast updates than we normally would is what I was saying, because we had this topic. Sure. Yeah. We did talk about taking Christmas through getting over there. Yes. So just... Don't you want to record in an airport, just, though? <laughs> you know? I just love how like we sit down and we like make all these plans, and then you just, just, you just go rogue. 
You yeah. just go rogue. I, but don't you love it? I do love it. Yeah. And I do love you very much. Mm-hmm. But I just wonder I, sometimes, why do we sit down and do the plan oh, because, if you're going to go rogue? Yeah, because without the plan, then I can't go no, rogue. That's what true. I do? You need something to rogue against. Exactly. That's rogue what against rogue the machine. Does. That's what a rogue does. <laughs> rogue and a rogue. Rogue up. <laughs> Everybody, right. rogue up. Rogue up. All right, all you listeners, 21 of you, rogue up. Uh, so yeah, the, the podcast will continue to go. We're going to more travel focused episodes. I think it's also very cathartic to be sharing all oh, of this for sure. crap that we're doing. It might turn into couples therapy, honestly. And, I think and our podcast is couples are you therapy. Here for, it is. Yeah. It, yeah. We do know that some of you listen with your significant other or like have shared some of our episodes with a significant other. One of my favorite things ever that our listeners do because it's what we would do. And also we get a lot of like, who's the Carol and who's the Jason, which 100%. I love. Also one of my favorite but things. But also like, if you don't have a significant other, that's cool too. Hashtag Team Jason. Uh, one of my favorite things that you do though, oh, that great. I like to catch you doing uh-huh. every once in a while. This doesn't sound like a positive. You, you guys You're like might, framing you guys it like might positive? think this is sexual or oh, something but risque. It's not. No, it's when I look over and you're watching a video of us, or I look at your podcast app and you're playing our podcast. Listen, you make it sound like I'm so vain. I don't do that very often no, at you don't. all. You really at don't. all. I just think it's funny. But to I've share. told people on the podcast when I listen to our podcast is when I'm looking for. I'm like, I just want something that's like kind light-hearted, of businessy, but like lighthearted. Yeah. It makes me think about things, and then I'm like, well, that's our podcast. And then it's not like I decide that's our podcast, and then I'm going to actually listen to it. It's like. I go, oh, I haven't listened to an episode in a while. I should probably check in on that. Yeah. Just to hear how it How'd hears. How do we do? It's always, I, I love it. Have you ever left a five-star rating I review? I haven't. I'm not going to leave a review. And then the <laughs> video, you act like I do that all the time. No, I know you don't. I watched another video of a couple and I was like, is that what our videos are like? And then I had to go back and watch one to see. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> we were a couple. But, um, so I don't do that that often, but whatever. Make stuff that you want to... Make stuff. Watch, Hashtag you know? Make stuff. Let's so, get into it. We are going to get into it. So, yeah. we're going to talk about where we are in this wild travel process. Yeah. There are a lot, a lot of just things that are coming at us, which we knew would happen. So, those of you who are following along on the journey, we just decided to update you and you might find it interesting. Yeah. I tell Caroline often, I wish there was more of the like, but like what what's actually going on like how right. are you doing this making this big transition in life what are all the nitty-gritty details like what are you doing with your bank accounts what do you like how are right. you are you and converting my, all of your money into some other currency that we don't know right. about my problem is that i always come to the table and i'm like this is such an obscure experience like yeah. so few people are going to be selling all their possessions to travel around the world like people don't really want to hear about that because it's not going to help their lives directly at all but then you remind me that a lot of the content I consume is things that are not my life at all, but yeah. I find them interesting. How I many how many mom vloggers have oh. I watched where I'm like, I'm not having a child right now, but I'd need to know how many times a night is your newborn getting up? Yeah. I don't I don't know. Do you have a log? Do you <laughs> keep a log, like a Notion <laughs> yeah. dashboard of each mommy vlogger? And then yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I just think that's a good example of people find other people's experiences interesting. And if we can provide like you said, the nitty gritty yeah. of what goes into making such a big life change. Hopefully those of you listening find that interesting. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get into... First, tell everybody where we are right now. So we're in the this. fart studio right now. Right. New listeners will wonder what that is. That's my art studio. But if you put an F in front of the word art, it, it becomes it fart, fart. Which is And great. that is delightful. Yeah. So it's the fart studio. Um, 
I'm not going to say that it is chaotic normally. I'm going to say that it's colorful. Oh, really? No, the baseline is chaotic. You would say that. Yeah. In here? Yeah, I love colorful chaos. Like that. Okay, like great. Things are stacked against so walls. So I can say this and... without affecting our marriage. Yeah. In the fart studio, it's fairly chaotic. Ca- to begin with. Yeah. There um, are art supplies. Yeah, there are canvases everywhere. There's a desk. Items. There's... How long has that empty glass been on that desk? Just, I just, um, since Saturday, because I actually okay. cleaned that out. It used to have paintbrushes in it. Yeah. That's it's why. also Thursday, so that's quite a while. Today's Tuesday. Oh, watch out. Okay. <laughs> you knew. Uh, so anyway, normally it's, it's, it's fine though. I have come to terms with it. This is your space. You Correct. know, you can do with what you want. Just every once in a while, I'll come in and be like, "Hey, like this is a little shambly. Can we like deshamble <laughs> slightly?" Which we do, and you will. Right now, though, it's in chaos times a hundred. Right, because it has become sort of the catch-all room for the chaos, so that it doesn't creep into the rest of the house. But we've taken things out of closets. We have things we need to ship out. Oh, I just saw those. Got to ship those. Um, well, what are those? Go ahead. Because like I think, it, again, like we're getting oh, nitty-gritty. Oh, okay. So like, old art pieces that I am going to ship to people on my from my Instagram. So yep. there's the envelopes for those. Yep. We have a, a lot of pillows. Bunch of throw pillows. That we're going to sell. Yep. We have... Tons arts, of boxes. You have art supplies to arts, donate. Art supplies to donate. Art supplies to give to a friend. Yep. Um, oh, I think people will appreciate this. There's a box on the floor behind you. Yes. That has random items we've purchased that are going with us on our full-time travels, but they don't have a home anywhere. So they're like uh, collapsible totes, umbrella, and travel umbrella, umbrella, and a cl- they're just like compression odds, socks, odds and ends. So the fun part of this, that's not fun. I the know. fun part is we decided yesterday. We're going to wrap all of that stuff that and, we've already purchased. And put it under the tree. And put it under the tree as our Christmas presents because to each other. <laughs> when you're selling all your stuff, you're not going to get yourself presents because that's more stuff. Yeah. So, but we also just love the excitement of Christmas morning. And like, yeah. so. I just, I'm very excited to open up one of the pairs of compression socks and go, wow, the compression socks I've always wanted. But are you going to say, wow? Um, every time I open okay. everything, I am. So that's what's going on in this room. And it's so, very indicative of our mental state right now, which yeah. is we have now officially crossed over the threshold into the season of chaos. Yeah. So there, there's, if you were looking at a, a chart of, we're getting ready to travel full time. And then six months later, the day of leaving. Right. We've moved out of the excitement phase. Where it's like you're dreaming. Oh my you're gosh, visioning. let's look at Airbnb every night. Wow. <laughs> Into shit. shit. This is stressful. There's a lot we have to do in now six and a half weeks left. Yeah, which we knew was going to happen. We're not complaining. I don't not want to come off as complaining. Whatsoever. I'm just saying it is stressful and we're yes. acknowledging that and we're I want to share how we're working through that yeah. uh, or maybe how we're not working through well, it. Well, yeah, and actually that segues into something I want to talk about which is sometimes I think it's really important to just acknowledge when you're entering that season of stress. Yeah. And not be surprised by it and not like you know what I mean like be honest about where you are and be okay with that, you know? Like we saw this coming, we knew that this was going to be such a big change and part of I think part of what is going to make the next month go by a lot less painful is just saying this is what should be happening right now. Yeah. And I think, I can't remember where we heard it, but someone gave us the advice. I imagine it was when we were moving from Florida to California and when we sold all of our stuff and, and whatever. And they were like, moving is one of the most stressful things you will ever do as a couple. So every time you move, acknowledge that and try to just know that it's going to happen. Yeah. I think I saw a chart, which it was like, 
yeah, life events. Maybe it was like a life insurance thing, but it was like life events that can actually like take years off of your life and stuff. And it was like moving is one of the yeah. most stressful things. Isn't and that I, wild? I, you know, I know that some folks listening to this, they might be moving. They might think about, you know, moving and maybe it's the first move in a long time. We move every couple years. So we're renters. We've lived in a place for one year, one year and a half, now three years. And it is always stressful, but I will say acknowledging and understanding that and then giving each other a little bit of a break in certain things is really helpful, but it does not make it any easier. Mm -hmm. So I think the acknowledgement of it really helps because you can just be like, hey, like it's stressful right now. We're in the stressful season, but it doesn't take away from the reality of, you know, I, for the first time, I mean, how often does this happen with me in our relationship? Like yesterday we were talking about some, or two days ago, we were talking about something and I was just like, I am just stressed out about this. Yeah. It's so rare because normally I'm the one who is more emotionally sensitive and can more easily shut down when things become overwhelming. But I saw you being overwhelmed, which doesn't happen very often. And so it was sort of a wake up call to me to be like, oh, like, he, I sometimes can take for granted the fact that you can handle so much and I don't want to take that for granted in you. And so I have to make space for you to be stressed. Yeah. And and I sort of did what, what you in the past have done to me, which is like try to fix it right yeah. away. <laughs> I like totally reverted back to yeah. that because I'm so uncomfortable. I'm so not used to having the shoe on the other foot, but I sort of had to take a step back and go, oh, Caroline, like you don't have to fix it. Like yeah. you can just be here and be like, oh, you're stressed. Tell me about how you're feeling. Looking back on that conversation, it was yesterday. Looking back, it felt like seven days ago. It I was know. yesterday. Looking back on that conversation, I wish it would have started with you going, do you want me to listen or help? I know. Because all I wanted to do was, was just, just share that I was yeah. stressed out about this stupid first garage sale that we're going to do because yep. we're going to do two garage sales. And I, my brain, and this is where... I have not been diagnosed with OCD, so I don't want to say I have OCD, but like I know We've I have taken some preliminary diagnostic yeah, tests. I know and... I have some tendencies mm -hmm. and like my brain is fixated on all of the details of the garage sale. Mm -hmm. Like I, it's very hard for me to not think about it, mm -hmm. which to me is just, you know, like in the research that I've done about any of those types of things, like it is part of that. And right, I'm not, your again, brain is wired to. I'm not saying I have that or that I'm, you know you know, trying to put myself on the same page as people who do, because it's very much a struggle that I can't understand. But I just will say where we are right now in life, I can't stop thinking about the stupid garage sale. Yeah. And I think that in that conversation yesterday, it did just help me to get it out of my head. head right. And I think that's a big part of when you're in a stressful season, so much of getting through that stress, not even necessarily like fixing it, is just being able to share that you're feeling stressed and out. And communicate, right. Yeah. yeah, and I also want to say an addendum to this because, you know, something that we, that my brain often defers to when I'm feeling that stress is I'll immediately go to like gratitude and perspective and be like, listen, this trip is a dream trip. This is such a privilege, such a, an exciting trip, such an amazing thing, something we chose. So it's almost like I talk myself out of having any right to be stressed out about it because I'm like, what do I have to be stressed out about? This is an amazing thing. Yeah. But I think it's important to remember that you can still choose something and it can still be hard, Yeah. you know, and you can still be privileged and it can still be hard. Like, and trying to suppress that or ignore an emotion that you're having, I don't think is going to serve anyone in the long run. Like I think about people who, you know, decide to have kids or something and they have a really tough pregnancy or they have a really tough first year with the baby and like, but they've they've longed for this for their whole, you know, maybe years, right? Maybe let's say the, the scenario is you've struggled with infertility or something. And so years and years you've longed for this and then finally you have it. 
and you feel guilty saying that it's hard or saying that that it's a struggle because oh how lucky you should be to just finally have gotten what you wanted you know yeah. but it's like that doesn't do you any service to ignore how you're feeling or to to not say that you're stressed so i think about that with this which is yes we chose this yes we are so lucky yes we are so excited and it's hard it's yeah. hard to make such a big change and transitions any type of transition whether it be moving whether it be a new job whether it be um, a new a divorce whether it be you know any type of big transition in your life is always going to feel so uncomfortable and so disorienting and sometimes all you have to do is take a step back and go this is how this is supposed to feel yeah and the and i think that for me is like as we're checking in on our feelings it's so rare for me to admit number one mm -hmm. but then also just acknowledge like no i am actually feeling this way like i think so often i'm not feeling stressed mm -hmm. and i don't feel that which is whether it's a dna thing or it's a privilege thing or you know it's any of those things i don't feel that way and like right now i am feeling that way would you say so i was gonna i had on my list of notes here of just like a feelings check-in like what's yeah. the dominant feeling right now and would you say stress is the dominant feeling for you of just like or overwhelm or like all the things that need to be done I'm trying to figure out if stress or overwhelm is the right word, but I think they're probably synonymous mm -hmm. in this scenario. Mm -hmm. And I think the... I actually heard a very interesting clip from... I told you Brene Brown's new book comes out today. Tell us about the new today book. Today being Tuesday, not Thursday. What's the name of the book in case anybody wants to check it Atlas out? Atlas of the Heart, I cool. believe is what it's called. This is, we don't know, Brene. This is not a sponsored Yeah, no, post, just but, if people want to check it out. Um, but Atlas I love her, of the Heart. I absolutely love her work. And I saw a short clip of her. I think it was like Good Morning America or something where she was, you know they were interviewing her about it. And um, the whole point of the book is it's like 87 different like human emotions. So it's this idea of being able to get highly specific on the feelings that you have so that you can communicate about them and really get clear on wh what is the feeling. Because she said in her research, there was like human beings could basically, the average was they could name like three human emotions. That's funny. So I was literally, while you were saying What are that, they? What? Oh, happy, sad, and excited? Mad. Oh, okay. Those were the three that yeah. people could have named. Happy, sad, so mad. So while you were saying all that, I was just thinking like 87? Yeah. Like for me, if I could get to seven, yeah. I would be shocked that I could name seven emotions that I feel on a regular basis. Yeah. So I think that's the whole purpose behind her research is to be able to parse out these highly specific feelings so that we can tell someone, oh, it's not that I'm mad. It's that I'm disappointed or yeah, whatever it or is overwhelmed Over or whatever. Yeah. yeah and so she actually one of the ones that she talked about was the difference between stress and overwhelm there you go and so uh well it's like we set this up i know she only had like a small little sound bite but but i believe what she said was the difference is that overwhelm in the research people um show it sends them into shutdown mm -hmm. so if you're experiencing that that place where you can feel your body and your brain sort of shutting down under the weight of something you know that's sort of the overwhelm category and she was also talking about the power we have to have language craft our experience because if you tell yourself you're overwhelmed that's going to send your body into shutdown versus if you say i'm stressed well, that's a different story because it, you're sort of acknowledging the the curveballs that you're having to navigate through, but maybe you you aren't telling your brain like, "Oh, I'm shutting down." So I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, I haven't read the book yet, but it's um, I purchased it, so I will be reading that. But as you were describing overwhelm, do you feel like you're in that place of shutdown, or do you feel like you're oh, in that no place of stress. stress? Yeah. So, see, that's yeah. even really helpful. Totally. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know the last time I could ever say I felt like shutdown because my go-to is always to do something. 
when right. an emotion and happens. My, my go-to is overwhelm. So yeah. like when we were in that conversation yesterday, what did I say? I was like, my brain is shutting down. Yeah, I'm even not be- like when we lost plaques now, yeah. you know, almost two years ago, for me, it was always, what can I do? Right. It was like, I need a chore. I need a thing. I need to go cook something. I need to go, you know, do some hedge work outside on right. our two hedges, you know. But then I think that's a different story because that's like a coping, coping mechanism, mechanism, right? Sure. So it's like, yeah. but. Um, anyway, so that's how I'm feeling. I would say we can uh, call that stress. And I, I do think it definitely helps to acknowledge it. I do think, you know, just us, we talk about this often, but whenever we have anything that is a big task or a big to-do item or uh, a launch is coming up or a big change in life is coming up. The thing that helps us the most in our relationship, and and this is you know good if you have a partner, but also just good for yourself, is a daily check-in of some mm-hmm. sort. And so I think what we need to do is we kind of, we had a daily check-in that we were doing, yeah. but we were doing a lot of things and we kind of just like kicked the daily check-in to the curb. Well, then it was Thanksgiving yeah. and then it so was So I think we need that. to get back to the daily check-in yeah. and that'll really help me just go, okay, I know what we're both doing today. I know what we're looking forward to. Now I can go on. Yeah. As opposed to this like kind of wishy-washy space where you're like, well, I don't really know. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, and you kind of get overwhelmed. Well, I also acknowledge or that stressed. it is hard for us, you know, and you kind of acknowledged this yesterday, but I, being a highly sensitive person who struggles with anxiety, I am a little bit of an unpredictable element to our teamwork <laughs> yeah and that's just a fact like I, do, I don't carry shame about that anymore I it is just I have really come to terms with it in understanding myself better but I understand that's such a challenge right because we have these daily plans but then you know the day comes around and it's like my emotions can sometimes dictate whether I have the ability to actually do what we had on our list or not it's like do i need more rest do i need something else um and so that is is also hard just being in a partnership where you can make a plan but then you have to actually execute on the plan and when one person is a little bit more unpredictable than the other that can be difficult but i think just acknowledging that again just saying it out loud and saying listen this is just our reality we have to navigate through this and we some things do need to get kicked down the road and we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So I just also wanted to acknowledge that I understand that that is difficult for your side of things. And I do my best to be honest about what I need. And then also when I do have the energy and I do have the the, um, wherewithal to show up in our conversations, I try to do that fully so that we can get the things done we need to get done. Now, are you bringing anybody in to assist in those times when you can't show up? Do you have any like uh, side help that's going to come and like help me put stuff on eBay when you get tired? <laughs> I was like, where is he going with this? I do not. You You've, don't. You're stuck with me and me only. Okay. I'll put a post on Craigslist. Great. Looking for a second wife. <laughs> <laughs> so if your word is stress, something interesting that has showed up for me in the past couple of days, which I did not, I mean, I guess I should have expected this, but my dominant feeling right now is just not ready. Mm. And so I knew this would happen. Yeah. But I'm actually taking it as kind of an interesting first lesson that this trip is teaching me. And I, I think I'll probably write the newsletter about this for Monday. So those of you listening are getting a sneaky peeky. Oh, wow. Oh, but that'll be a nice tie-in too because we'll be like, hey, I talked about this in the podcast. The, wow. Anyway. Oh, wow. But this feeling of being like, I knew that this was going to be such a big change. And also as someone who once again has struggled with anxiety so much, the idea of this trip was literally unfathomable to me a couple of years ago and the fact that I even feel somewhat capable of taking this on and not completely terrified um is first of all 
something I'm so grateful for because when I tell you that truly I thought this would never happen, mm-hmm. like we had had it on our goals and our ideas, vision board. our vision board. We didn't have a vision but then board. 2019 came around and I had this worst year ever with my anxiety. And I thought, oh my God, this is my life now. I'll never like, I'll never be able to go on a trip. Yeah. You tried to, t- I distinctly remember in the, uh, actually December. So this is before it even got really bad. This is December of 2018 when we took a trip up to LA and you tried to ask me, maybe it was 2019. I think it was 2018 though. And you asked me, um, wouldn't it be cool to do like a train trip across the U S like oh, be on yeah. a train? That was 2018. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. yeah. A train. And I wasn't even at the worst of my anxiety, but I think I was coming off of like shingles and like the my trip to New York, the trip to New York and the yeah. anxiety was bubbling up already. The actual thought of it made me cry. Yeah. The actual thought of it, because I was like, I can't even express to you how deathly scared that makes me to be in a place that that's uncomfortable. The idea of travel, how hard that is on my anxiety. So fast forward a couple of years and the fact that we're going to do this thing where I, I'm not going to have a home base. I'm going to have to be on so many more airplanes than I'm used to. Yeah. I am going to be in a different bed every couple of weeks. Yeah. And the fact that that does scare me, but I feel like it's a a challenge that I am capable of taking on is incredible. However, <laughs> all that being said, all that being said, now here we are about six weeks out and this idea, this feeling that is coming over me is just like, I'm not ready. Yeah. Like, it's like you're at the top of the cliff and you want to jump off the cliff, but you're just like, I can't yet. Do you I feel can't that yet. from an emotional standpoint or do you feel that from a to-dos in the environment that we're in standpoint? Both. No, I, I would say. Give me a pie chart. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably emotional. Yeah. I think because I feel pretty confident that everything that we need to do will get done yeah and that we've identified it yeah but there's the emotional part of me is like just experiencing that resistance to like actually jumping off the cliff um but the thing that i want to share is i i have the recognition that that's a feeling that i that will never go away right i could wait in an entire other year and i would still feel this way six weeks leading up to the trip well and you know what's really interesting about that again we're not talking about a lot of business stuff right now but that's like very apropos exactly business exactly it's like right before you're about to do the thing sell the thing make the thing whatever it is like commit to it you're so afraid of it right and then once you do it you go, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. Even if you get no sales, even if you, you know, no one cares, it's just like, it doesn't matter. But it, it doesn't feel as daunting. And then you go, okay, well, now I can do this again. And I think the longer you put off any one of those types of big decisions, whether it's business or life or whatever, it's never going to feel any different the longer that you wait. Right. It's always going to feel like you're not ready. And I think that's just a natural human thing. Yeah. And I think it's interesting that a lot of times our response to that feeling of being not ready is to like plan our way through it. Like we think that to offset thinking that. About thinking think, about it. Thinking about it. Planning about it. Yeah. About it. Yeah. Or, or you know, and, we're, and to some degree, we're doing that a little bit too, where we're like, okay, let's plan for this contingency and let's think ahead to this. And, and you know, I'm glad we're doing a lot of that because I do think it'll save us some headaches down the road. But the thing I keep coming back to, because we'll have that meeting and then I'll think of three or four or five other things that we could, not things we have to do before we go, but things we could do before we go. Look up this and look up the consulate in every country and do this. And the thing I keep coming back to is like, 
oh, I'm doing it again. I'm doing the thing where I think that planning is going to lessen this fear that I have of taking the leap and it's not going to. Yeah. And so what I remind myself of is like my only job right now and my focus is to get me to the edge of that cliff and to step on that airplane on the day that we're leaving and to just take the leap. Yeah. That's what I'm focusing on because there are so many things that we're only going to be able to learn when we're on the road. There are so many and like, I don't want to have this belief system that tells me that if I could just plan for every scenario that we would have the perfect trip because that's not what it's going to happen. I can't plan for every scenario. So I want to almost like free myself up to just have the experience and not have it be perfect and to focus on just being brave enough to take that first step onto the airplane yeah. and whatever happens after that is going to happen. Yeah. And I do think there is some reality there to planning because we've talked about this on many of our daily walks, which is what I don't want to do is get to, let's say San Sebastian, Spain, and we're going to be there for two and a half weeks. And then we don't know where we're going next, or we do know where we're going next, but we don't have a lot of the details. And we literally spend the two and a half weeks that we're in a place thinking about the next place, not even getting to enjoy that. Right. place. So I just think there's a, a fine line of, we want to set ourselves up for success by thinking ahead yes. some things, leaving some things much more open, but then also saying, hey, you know, we know that we want to, you know, enjoy this time here and not be overwhelmed by what's next. Yeah, a perfect parallel to this is actually Thanksgiving when we decided we were going to cook together. This We're recording this the week after Thanksgiving. We decided we Thanksgiving would Thanksgiving in the U.S. In the U.S., excuse yeah. me. That we would just have an easy day of like cooking together in the kitchen. Um, but I know that when I am trying to deal with a recipe in the moment, I get very stressed out because I don't know what's coming ahead and am I going to miss a step and whatever. So I had this little like timeline set up of when to start this step and I had all my steps written out. And some people would probably look at that and be like, that is overkill. But it made our experience so peaceful and lovely because I wasn't stressed. It was so nice. and I could just like breathe because I had already kind of done the thinking for myself ahead of time. So to me, that's a perfect parallel where it's like, you know, actually doing some of that planning allowed me to be more present in the experience. But there does come this point where it flips, where it's like, so it's just, it's just about interrogating with yourself. Okay. Is the planning, am I planning this because it's going to make me more present or am I planning this because I think it's going to lessen the fear or make me somehow believe that I'm like ready for something. All right. As per usual, we spent way too much time in the emotions. Let's move forward. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Well, the, your reward for talking about your emotions for that long is that you get to now talk about eBay. Ooh. Okay. All right. As of recording this, we are up to $590 in total revenue generated from eBay sales. Uh, We bring up eBay sales as it's one of the mechanisms for which we are getting rid of our stuff. So we essentially went through our house. I I believe we listed out 210 items in our house. We have obviously more than that. But these are like the very clear, it's our couch. It's the Amazon Echo, which is now gone. We don't even get to talk to her anymore. Um, You know, it's like those kind of like main things. Like we didn't go through a closet and list out everything. It's not every spoon. It's not every, yeah. Um, Good title for a band, Every Spoon. Every spoon. It's not every spoon. It's not every yeah. spoon. That's a better title. Hey, what's title. up, guys? We're not where it's not every. Ooh, that's hard to say. Okay. Hey, what's up, guys? We're every spoon. This and is our first hit single. Fork. How do <laughs> wow, you feel? Wow, so ironic. Um. Anyway, so we started selling stuff on eBay. Out of those 210 items, I would say probably 40 of them will end up on eBay total. Right. And what I wanted to bring up was we we talked about this in our newsletter last week. But if you're not on our newsletter, or maybe you didn't see it, um, we've gone to this strategy in our lives many times where it can feel like I need money right now. 
I just need like an injection of cash and how am I gonna get it? Like I only have so many clients, I don't have any more time to work, I don't even know how I would get more work, I don't wanna seem desperate, what do I do? And, and we've run into this many times and what we come back to is let's open up all the closets and cupboards, let's find all the things that have collected dust and let's put them up for sale. And what I wanted to point out was one of the things that sold on eBay was our old Chemex coffee maker. If you don't know what a Chemex is, it just looks like an hourglass shaped glass container for coffee. It sold for $13. Mm-hmm. This is not an item that's going to hot item, hot item. fill up our bank account with all the money that we need. But I just told you we've made $590 because we've sold now 12 different things. One was worth $100. The Chemex was worth $13. Uh, we have an Instax camera that's going for like $47 right wow. now. Wow. Lots my, of bids. My point is, is that all these things add up. So if you need money, this is a great way to get that injection of cash. Also, for me... It's like it puts me so much in control of selling these things, whereas a garage sale is going to feel very out of my control because I don't know what people are actually going to buy. I don't know how much they're going to pay. It's very clear on eBay, like the max I can get for a Chemex is $13, (laughs) and I got that. But I bring this up because every Saturday, we for the past two Saturdays now and probably for the next couple moving forward, we get together, we look at our list of things, I take all the photos, I send the photos to you, you create the listings, and again, we're just in like the nitty gritty, right? How do you get rid of all of your stuff? Yeah, this is how you do it. And and we have this uh, part of our living room now that is just a pile of eBay things that are up on, you know, being bid on. We have a, a section in our room of shoes and things that are going. And in my uh, minimal aesthetic clean brain, it's driving that part of my brain nuts. But in the, we're finally starting to chip away and yeah. get rid of some stuff and get some cash. Like yeah. in a absolute ideal world, someone would have walked through our door and been like, $5,000 for, for everything. everything. And I would have gone, yes, yes, that would be fantastic. But that is not a reality that can happen. Right. So instead you have to chip away and you have to find ways that you can do it. So I, I have very much just enjoyed the control of the eBay stuff watching the bids come in on my Apple Watch. It's like the only notification I get. So I'm like, oh, the Instax camera went from $37 to $38. Cute. Turn it into a game. This is always what we go back to. Turn it into a game. It makes it fun. It makes it silly. Uh, We have like an old webcam that's like up to $100. I thought I was going to sell for like $50. Wow. So it's like there's a surprise. Uh, But I just think that's a really good example of if you need cash, go through your closets and cupboards and do this. Because you'll probably find more than you think. But also if you're thinking about making a big move, you can start many weeks ahead of time with something like eBay where you can chip away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say one of the saving graces, and if you listen to a lot of podcasts, you probably heard it talked about, is stamps.com. It's not a sponsor. We pay for it every single month. It is a wonderful service to not have to take an item to a UPS store or a, a USPS store. And stand in a line. Store. You just print out a label at print home. Print out a label at home. Drop it off. They send you a scale in the mail when you sign up. Again, not a sponsorship at all. But it has been a lifesaver. They also just recently added UPS into the system. Big big news. Which is great for heavier items because right. it was expensive to do heavier items through USPS. Again, we're getting into the nitty-gritty here. But like your your diva ring light that's laying around, big box, thing probably weighs like eight pounds. To ship that through USPS, it probably would have been like fifty dollars. Right. To ship it through UPS, fifteen bucks. Yeah. And I could just print a label, I can give it to our UPS guy, or we can drop it off at the store. So that has been a, uh, a fun thing. I, I do believe as we get towards the end of the amount, the total items we can sell on eBay, we'll probably make like 1500 bucks total yeah. from eBay, which is not nothing. And that's uh, a couple of glorious dinners in Switzerland <laughs> overlooking the fjords and, you know, Grindelwald. So, <laughs> And just to recap, because I'm sure we've been over this in one of our 
wow updates in previous episodes but the idea as of now is to sell what we can sell on ebay digitally and then to have one garage sale in december deep breath you can do it yep and it's next weekend by i the know way. yeah and then one garage sale in a last minute garage sale in january with all the stuff that we still want to keep which is like our bed and our couch like things that we want to get rid of at the last minute yeah yeah and so that that is going to be stressful for sure. And, and if anybody listening okay. to this wants to walk into our house and offer us five thousand dollars, you have like two weeks left. Do We'd it. Love for you to take everything for five thousand dollars. Yes. Okay. So that's selling our stuff now. Now here's now a, now 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 as things are gearing up stress wise with the selling of everything. Things are gearing up stress-wise with our good friend COVID. As we knew they would, we knew this would happen. I told Jason as soon as I knew that we were leaving in January, I said, every year thus far, the winter has been the worst for COVID spikes. We need to prepare ourselves that the news and the the data is going to get a little wild around our time. And we just need to prepare ourselves for that. Now, what we didn't prepare ourselves for but we knew was always a possibility was a new variant. The I new thought Marvel villain. The, the new Marvel villain on the street, which is Omicron. Which is Omicron. I thought that that might happen next year while we were over there. Right. In a weird way, maybe it's better that it happened before we left. Um, just because like, I think it's a little bit easier to ride the wave of in- uncertainty when you're in a certain location. But I knew this would happen. So, you know, we're in, th- you can see how the news cycles happen with these things over time. There's always a new thing that pops up. It's 24-7 news for a couple of weeks because we all know that the way that the news makes their money is through clicks. And so people are going to be curious and want to know, is it safe? And is it reacting to vaccines and all this? So we know it's going to be heightened in the news for the next few weeks. Um, We can kind of predict what's going to happen. It's going to be in the news. We're going to get some more data in about how how effective are vaccines against the new variant, uh, what are the risks associated with the new variant. Um, Then we're going to start to see probably some countries over there, which it's already happened, some countries, you know, going into lockdown or changing their restrictions, restricting travel. So in a weird way, I do feel very glad that this happened about six weeks out from our travel because I do think that... If we were leaving next week, we'd be in a lot more of an uncertain position. I think in like four to five weeks, we'll have a little bit better idea of how yeah it, how our plans might need to change. Obviously, we don't know what is going to happen with European countries and what they're going to decide. Thankfully, the two countries that we're looking at visiting first, which I won't say because uh, I just got the death stare, they do not have gigantic spikes in COVID cases right now. So they're not even talking or murmuring about any type of lockdown. Uh, but it is the neighboring countries that are in the largest number of cases, you know, yet. And they're thinking about lockdown, which those weren't on our list, you know, for the first part of the year anyway, first half of the year, really. Um, so I do feel kind of good that we're in a spot, like you just said, where we can watch the news cycles unfold. We already have our flight booked to our first destination. We already have Airbnbs booked. Actually, We did book our flight on credit card points. Yep. And we booked also the refundable like extra $50 per ticket to be able to and we did that knowing that there was a possibility this could happen so it would be easy to transfer our ticket to something else without losing money and then also all almost all 
the Airbnbs we've already um, yes. selected have a... The ones in the beginning, for sure. Definitely the ones in the beginning. Yeah. There are a couple in the middle of the year that we booked right away because they're very um, high-demand Airbnbs unique places. and unique places. But every place in the beginning of the year, Airbnb we already booked is has a really good cancellation policy, so we would be able to get our money back for that if we needed to. Yeah, and so I think plan A, is it looks kind of like this. And again, just sharing this because... I just think it's fun to hear people talk about, well, what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. So plan A is we take our flight over there, January 13th. We arrive in our destination city. Not going to say it. We're there for two and a half weeks. We move to our next destination. We have to take a flight between that. Those two countries are doing okay. We arrive in our second destination. We could also rent a car if we just really like push came to shove and we really didn't feel comfortable flying. We could rent a car and drive. We end up in our second destination. That gets us through almost to the end of February. Mm -hmm. And then our next destination is one where there have been a tricky. little bit of spike in cases, but it's also kind of a more remote-ish place anyway. So that one we kind of take, you know, and see how it goes. I feel okay about that. I, I think we're going to be... I also have a sneaking suspicion that that third location is very high right now, which is going to probably incite some type of lockdown, which is probably going to incite... Um, a flattening of the curve in two months from now. I do think so. And I think that we see the worst of these numbers in January. And by mid-February, things have cooled off and everybody's kind of like hunkered down anyway because it's winter and no one's really going out anymore and they did the Christmas thing and whatever, uh, or whatever holiday you celebrate, not just Christmas. But that'll be interesting for us and we'll see how it goes. That's plan A. Plan B is restrictions go through the roof. The countries that we want to go to, you know, say, hey, we can't accept any U.S. travelers right now or any travelers and we go, okay, we cancel our plane ticket, we cancel our Airbnbs, um, and we look at, we don't sell our car, because that's something we're just kind of keeping until the last minute, because we would sell it just through an online service, because it gives us flexibility. And we just take a road trip. And mm -hmm. I think we just try and make it fun. And and we could kind of do it one of two ways with our plan A and plan B. We could fly somewhere around here, if we wanted to, whether in the States or Cabo. I don't know, I've just been throwing something out there. It's a maybe, I don't know, just, you know, throw it around. Or we drive up because our flight leaves from San Francisco to go across to the first destination. We just make our way up there and we stay at Airbnbs here. And so now we just have a month or two of we're just kind of like figuring it out here. That's our plan B. That's what we're thinking about right now. And what makes that a lot easier to stomach too is trying to find fun places, yeah. trying to make that still an enjoyable experience and not feel like, oh, we just had to go stay with a friend for a month and, you know, that feels like we're just living out of our bags and like not enjoying this year of travel. It can still be a year of travel. We're just not abroad yet because it's, you know, we want to respect the COVID restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's so, the plan with that. So in case you're wondering, that's how we're dealing with that. And like I said, we knew this was going to be a possibility. It doesn't make it any easier when it comes around, but it does in the regard that like we're not surprised. Yeah. So, um, Omicron. We already really talked about this, but I was a noise. It was a, you just mooed. Yeah. What happened there? Did you shut was, down for a minute? I, I kind of shut down for no, a minute. Mm -mm. Oh, okay. I was going to say moving on. Yeah. And then I just decided to shut myself halfway into that word. So it just came out. Move. <laughs> okay. I was going, to, I have written down here, transitions are difficult and that's okay. But we, we already talked about that. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk about, we went through the packing video comments. Oh yeah. So we posted this full-time travel packing video a couple months ago. The idea was that we wanted to get feedback from the internet. Like we kind of set the video up that way of saying, here's the things we're thinking about packing. 
hey, YouTube, uh, you know, what what uh, things do you have to offer? Knowing that we would full well get a bunch of people who probably have never full-time traveled in their world, in their lives, and they would give us all the Yeah, the or advice. people who are have full-time travel, but, like, they really want they you to the, know. They're a, well, and they're also a one flip-flop family. Right, like, they want like, you to know. We're a family of six, but we share one flip-flop, and that's what you should do, too. And it's like, hey, good for you. Not for us. Also, a lot of people have some criticism of Carol's six jackets, but you know what? <laughs> the biggest controversy was how many jackets I'm taking. Yeah. People are infuriated. Yeah. I will say one of my favorite things. So we sat down to go through the comments and I'd been keeping track of them because the video actually like took off and has almost 100,000 views at this point, which is kind of crazy. Um, but one of my favorite things is the arguments that would happen between people defending either us or like their <laughs> the point other of view yeah. to the other person. And it was just fun to watch, like, oh, you should pack this. And the other person would be like, no, they should pack this. And the other person <laughs> was trying to be like, both of you are actually incorrect. I've been here. And like, and it was just, I'm just watching this all unfold. I'm like, all right, you guys are doing all the work for us. <laughs> but uh, I will say it was a lot of helpful stuff that yeah, we gathered. We, we got probably like 10 to 15 like really helpful tips of like, oh, we hadn't thought of that. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. One of the things we knew going in, we're taking a like roller checked luggage size uh, or like carry on size. carry on size bag that in the States, you get two items. So you could take that roller and then you could have a backpack. No problem. No one's going to say anything. In Europe, and we kind of knew this, but we're hearing this from everybody in the comments. You're going to have to check that. We're going to have to check that roller bag. That's fine. We're, we'll figure that out. We'll put uh, a bit of clothing in our other bag so we right. can make sure that that's not, you know, putting all of our clothing in a bag that we could lose. Also, we are going to use Apple AirTags in our luggage so that if it does get quote unquote lost, we'll be able to show them a thing and be like, it's not lost. It's right here. You know, it's like at the airport somewhere. Can we go find it and then go on an adventure? <laughs> um, but I, I think, yeah, we did end up finding a bunch of little things that we can purchase here that we hadn't thought about. Uh, things like a little clothesline, like a travel clothesline, um, some extra socks for you. People were really concerned you only had two pairs of socks, although you did mention four pairs of socks. But like, you know, you also found out that like lipstick and mascara needs to go in the liquids toiletries. So that yeah, was really just helpful. like little helpful things like that. So I feel pretty good about where we are. There's like a couple of outstanding items. Like I need to replace a pair of leggings and a rain jacket. Yep. Um, but other than that, I feel pretty good about packing. Yeah, we're I gonna, think we're going to do a repack. Yeah, said. we're going to do a repack, I think, this weekend. And try we to whittle it down even more. Well, because what we haven't done yet is weighed anything. Exactly. So we're going to look at the first flight that we have, and probably the second flight, look at the weight restrictions. We bought a little travel scale. Not to mention, after taking our trip to Florida, I did sort of learn a lot about what I went back to time and time again, what I wore, what I didn't, yeah. et cetera. And I, uh, we just upgraded. We're on the iPhone upgrade program, and we have the iPhone 13s now. And... I'm going to try and record. We have a coaching session coming up with our members. I usually use a little Sony mirrorless camera, which is not that heavy, but an iPhone that we're going to have in our pockets removes like that two pounds of weight from our bag, which could be the difference in getting us to be able to check the bag or carry it on. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do a test in our coaching session coming up of recording with both of our iPhones instead of that camera. And then I don't have to bring that camera because we don't use it for photos. We only use it for our coaching session recordings. Right. So we'll see how that goes. That's a little test we're running. So the last question on this list is you wanted me to include have has my idea changed for what I want to do content wise next year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we've been over this many times and we did our four part getting ready to travel series earlier. I think this was like the summertime. And I think we had a full episode dedicated to content mm -hmm. and like what we were thinking. So where does your mind sit now on what you think our travel specific content will look like next year? Well, the only thing that's and really... And this is not holding you to it. No, this I know. This is just we're in a brainstorm and don't bring an umbrella. I would say that if I could pinpoint this sh any shift that's happened in my perspective, 
it's that I feel more convicted that I want to document some type of video. Right. Because I've been recently trying to free up space on my iPhone and going through old videos and going through old photos and also just watching, you know, travel videos and stuff. And I just think we're always going to want to look back on this time in our lives and have those memories captured. Yeah. And so I feel as though I know it's going to be more of an inconvenience in the moment to capture footage. Yeah. I know it's going to take us a little bit out of the moment at times. Yep. But I do think if we can balance that, if we can create some type of balance with being in the moment, but also documenting, we'll always be grateful we did because I would love to look back on that time and, and be able to see what it was like. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm with you. Uh, I had decided this a couple of weeks ago, I want to do a daily journal that's just like a very simple, like it takes me 10 minutes to write every morning. I'm going to do it in Notion. I found like this like really simple way to do a, a Notion public website um, and just give that to family members. So it's just like my and our like super close friends. It's not for the public. You you, you listeners. No. Sorry. You're not getting it. Sorry. Unless you join our Patreon. I'm oh, watch out. $500 a month gets you <laughs> unique access. No, it's it's literally just for friends and family so that we don't feel guilty of we're not sending them texts. We're not doing whatever. It's like that's their pathway to see into us. And every morning it's 10 minutes. It's just a couple photos. Here's where we ate. Here's the silly thing we did. We did nothing yesterday. We sat in our Airbnb and it was lovely. Um, so that, and then I really do, I am feeling like I want to do a video per destination. Yeah. So we'll record a bunch of stuff. We are not going to try and be your Eamon and Bex, your Endless Adventures, your any of these other travel folks, do Dane and so Stacey. Well. Like they do such a great job. I am not interested in being them. I want to record the clips that we can record. I do want to have some fun, like recording them nicely and not just be like, blarp, here's a photo. <laughs> uh, but then just talking over those memories and I think keeping my daily journal and you're going to have your own journal will we'll have that to be able to look back on and go, here are the highlights. Here are the lowlights. Here are the things. We're not about to give you the history of, yeah. you know, Germany and everything that's going on. Yeah, we're not Rick. Uncle Rick does Uncle a great Rick does job a great of that. Uh, we're just here to share this was our adventure so that we can then also watch that back and enjoy it. Yeah. I, I'm on the same page, okay. 100%. I don't know what you're going to do with our Instagram account, but good luck. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to let myself figure that out as it comes because yeah. right now it's a lot in my brain. And I think I need to give myself space to understand that it's yeah. going to be a hard year for me. Like, yeah. it's going to be an amazing, life-changing, unbelievably beautiful year. Are you just year. starting me? <laughs> Sounds like you're but it's also going to be such a challenging year yeah. for me and I know that and so I'm trying to set realistic expectations for myself when it comes to work and social media and, and all of those things at the same time I think what we should do is just take a selfie in every place but not see any background <laughs> it's, it's just us and go here's the beautiful vineyard where we stayed look at the luscious rolling hills and the sunsets were amazing but it's just a selfie of us you can't see anything in the background yeah Margaret doesn't listen to our podcast but yeah. she'll she'll know this uh, this tagline, no ambiance, no surroundings, just faces. Just faces. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, all right. I think that's the update for now. Uh, the next couple of weeks, we'll probably get episodes somewhat like this moving forward unless uh, something else tickles our fancy. Uh, but we hope you enjoyed hearing the wow updates for now. Fingers, if you want to cross your fingers and your toesies for us, that would be lovely to see that Omicron doesn't beat the Avengers and then, you know, we can't go anywhere in January. 
But if we can't go anywhere, that's okay too. That's okay too. We'll we know that safety is the most important thing, and safety wing, the travel insurance we sign up for, <laughs> which is oh, also not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, yeah. We know we are very aware that the priority is obviously people's health and safety. We we know that. Yeah. But we're also reaching this place with this entire era where you this know we're COVID's, trying to COVID's going to be here. COVID's going to be here. We're yeah. trying to balance prioritizing safety and responsibility with also living our lives and. Um, living it to the fullest because if if nothing else covid has taught us how precious life is and how precious time is so we're trying to balance those two things we would normally transition into our movie segment here classic movie <gasps> night but we had a stressful overwhelm confusing day uh, and we didn't we, we didn't sweaty watch day yeah. on saturday we didn't we, watch movies. we did not watch movies so next week when we'll be back i actually already have the two movies queued mm. up they're two Christmas movies uh, or holiday movies. Obscure Christmas movies, though, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll get into those. We'll share those with you. For now, f- please feel free to go and watch whatever your heart desires. You That's know? right. I know you're looking or forward to this. Or go back into the catalog. The catalog? The catalog? The catalog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for listening. Okay, moo. <laughs> moo. <laughs>